Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When we first start out in a new career, getting that first job can feel almost too good to be true. You've done the hard work, the study, and finally, unbelievably, someone has decided to hire you. But what if it really was all too good to be true? What if you gave up everything for a boss and a job, only to find out it was all based on lies? Elizabeth Best is the host of Castology and Ghosts of Boyfriends Past, and she discovered exactly what this was like when she was hired for her first marketing job straight out of uni. My name's Sam Blacker, and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. had just finished university I just did a bachelor of journalism and I saw this ad I think it was in a newspaper back then um, for someone who was like a communications and marketing officer for a new tv show and I thought oh probably don't have much of a chance of getting that but I thought I'd apply for it anyway um, and had someone literally call me within 20 minutes of putting in my application to ask me to come in for an interview we can all agree 20 minutes is incredibly fast, but Elizabeth just went with it. I went in for an interview and I sat down with, um, there was a guy there, um, his name was Darren, and there was another girl, Rebecca, um, and she um, she did most of the talking through the interview. So she was just, you know, explaining that they had this TV show um, that they were doing for kids that had just been picked up by a network and um, they were commissioned to do 12 episodes and they had a lot of detail. That's one of the things that, that I still remember was being really impressed with like the amount of detail they were giving me um, on the company. The detail was impressive, but the job itself sounded pretty cool as well. It was similar to another kids TV show, but had a cool twist and... They wanted someone who could do marketing and publicity for them and, you know, being straight out of uni, um, I was really enthusiastic because how amazing would that look that the first thing that I'd done straight out of school, um, straight out of university, was a TV show that was picked up by a major network. And on top of that, Darren and Beck really impressed her. Beck was in really, like businessy attire whereas Darren was a little bit more casual and I just thought you know he's one of those cool bosses you know he's one of those um kind of dressed down man of the people kind of people um and I just was really impressed because they seemed like they were like 
quite young, probably in their early 20s, and they were making this happen for themselves. Although, even at this stage, there was one small red flag. I did think at the time that as impressive as they were, they had us meeting in a public place, which I was like, oh, I wonder if... I wonder if all interviews are like this. It was just kind of meeting for coffee, um, which made me feel more relaxed. But at the same time, I was like, don't they have offices that we could be meeting in? But despite that, Elizabeth was pretty excited with how things were going. I, I was offered the job pretty much five minutes after I left the meeting. I remember picking up my phone and being thrilled because they were also starting me on a salary that was that was higher than what a graduate would normally get. She started her job and again encountered another small red flag. And then when they told me the address of where we were working, I remember looking it up and thinking, that's kind of weird because it was like a youth shared office space, but it wasn't... Shared office spaces weren't super common back then. So it wasn't super common to like show up and have like six different businesses, you know, like in a WeWork kind of context. Um, and so I was a bit like, oh, okay, so they're using the youth space. That's, I mean, I guess that makes sense because they seemed young and fresh and like, you know, the new guys on the block. Um, but it was also a free office space. It was like a free facility that could be used for you know, people under the age of 26, which I was, so I was like, well, why wouldn't they be? But even that small issue was immediately overshadowed by a pretty big sign of credibility. And then I showed up on the first day and they had told me that there was a, like, fairly prominent kids TV personality involved in the show and he was there and I was like, oh my God, hi, I've seen you on television. This is really cool. A big personality wouldn't be involved with anything bad, would they? At least that's what Elizabeth thought. But it didn't take long for the uncertainty to creep in again. So on the first day, I was kind of like, okay, cool. So let me know um, what your what the plans are, what the show format is, what kind of publicity you want. And I'd really like to see the contract you have with the network so that I can start formulating my marketing plan and make sure that I'm not breaking any rules. And that's kind of when things made me feel a bit weird. The moment she tried to get serious with her work, Elizabeth's bosses got very vague. They kept saying, like, yeah, sure, cool, we'll, we'll get that contract to you, but can you start work anyway? And I was kind of trying to explain to them you know, I can't really start work on this until I know what the parameters are. But also I wasn't sure of myself because I'd never done this before, right? So I never had a professional job in marketing or publicity. I just studied journalism. Just common sense said to me, you should see what contract terms they have in order to be able to do what you do. But again, she was given evidence and security. They gave me like all of my contracts to sign and be witnessed by them. And they had like tax file number declaration forms, like all the official stuff that you need to get someone on board. And the contract seemed pretty complicated. The problem was Elizabeth couldn't go any further with her work until the information she'd requested was provided and things began to drag out. As the days went on, um, I kind of didn't really know what I was meant to be doing because they just said, 
formulate a plan and I and I did that but I said and yet again we can't do any of this until I know what our agreement is with the channel and what you know it'd be great to talk to someone from that channel to kind of figure out and so there was a lot of days spent um with them saying oh we're just waiting on stuff to come through and as she waited her bosses offered her a very weird alternative to her actual work. But in the meantime, you know, did you want to join in with the presenters team on some theatre sports games? And I was like, I'm a marketing person, you know. Why am I doing the theatre sports games? Why am I doing the, the presenter games? Things were getting strange, but Elizabeth was new to the industry. She didn't know what was normal and what wasn't until a very reliable source confirmed her suspicions. I was talking to the TV host and even he was kind of like, yeah, look, it's been a week and all we've done is play games, so I'm not, like, really sure what's happening. This was what she'd needed. Finally, her doubts had been emboldened by another. And I think it was when he came to me and we were chatting about it and he's like, this isn't normal, because he's been on a TV show, so he would know that I thought, okay, well, I want to try and figure out what's going on here. She began investigating, but without any real experience, her initial searching didn't turn up much. So one of the first things that I did was try to look up to see if the company that had signed my contracts was real. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to look up the ABN and see if it's real. And, of course, the ABN was registered, um, but as I found out, it's really easy to do that. You can put an AVN on anything. But at the time I thought, okay, well, it must be real because they have a real, you know, Australian business number. Then she discovered something else suspicious. I filled out my tax file declaration form. Probably a week and a half later, I remembered seeing my filled out form had been submitted to the tax office. Like I was looking through a drawer for something else. And I was like, oh, they haven't submitted this yet. Well, I'm meant to be paid, you know, end of next week. So... Surely they should have immediately submitted this to the tax office. Unsubmitted forms is a major red flag. So what happened next may not come as a surprise. And so, yeah, the payday came and the payday went and none of us had been paid. But Darren was ready for this and he had an answer ready. And they kept saying, oh, it's just a new account, you know, it's just a new account and it takes time to process. And, you know, we've had a bit of an issue whereby it was a checking account, but we needed some other type of account. So it, and just all these kind of excuses and banking terms. No pay and no financial support obviously had an effect on Elizabeth. By this time, I'd quit my part-time job. I had very little money. I wasn't registered for any government benefits. And I was running out of money pretty fast. Like, it had almost been a month and I'd had no pay yet. And so, with no money and stress levels rising, she made another decision. And so I thought, you know, I think I need to figure out how to do a little bit more digging. Initially, Elizabeth was unsure what else she could do exactly. They were always in the office, like, and and it was still this shared workspace, so there was never any time when anybody wasn't there. And <laughs> I I envisaged myself just going, like, in all black, some kind of, op, you know, operation where I went into the office and, like, searched through filing cabinets by the cloak of night with a torch or whatever, but it was never unaccompanied. There was always someone there. But then she had an idea. 
an idea that would begin to unravel everything. So I thought, well, hang on a minute. What if I just phone the network, the TV network that was attached to the show? What if I just phone their switchboard and somehow get them to connect me to someone who would know? It may seem obvious to us, but until then, she'd still assumed her bosses knew best, and she didn't want to ruffle feathers by going over their heads. But what happened next left her shocked. I picked up the phone, I called the general inquiries number where all of the crazies get put through to to complain about whatever TV shows. And I remember just saying, um, I think I have a bit of a weird situation and I don't know if you can help me. And I could almost hear the eye roll from the person on the other end of the line going, here we go, another one. But I explained the situation and she was like, oh, um, I, I won't put you through to programming, but I will put you through to the news desk. It's a weird response to get, but Elizabeth agreed to be transferred. And it would have been about uh, probably at 10 minutes on hold where I thought by sure that they'd, they'd dropped the call and I was gone. Um, and someone picked up and she said, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah from the news and I hear you've got an interesting story for me. She was thrown. This was definitely not what she'd been calling for, but she still wasn't prepared for the bombshell that followed. And I said, oh, um, you know, I think I've been put through to the wrong person. I was calling to talk up about a a TV show that I'm helping um, produce at the moment for you guys. And she said, yeah, look, the receptionist explained it to me and I did a little bit of digging and we don't have any TV show like that slated to be on the network. So what I wanted to do is, I guess wanted to have a bit of a chat with you about what you've been told and who hired you and give me the details so that I can investigate this for you because this could be a really good story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Elizabeth was shell-shocked. With just a few words, the news editor had blown up her world. I'm just sitting there at home going, okay, well, just my whole my whole world had just been exploded by this because I, I never thought I'd get through to someone, let alone have the news desk be interested in my little job query about some TV show. So they talked a lot. We spoke for about an hour. Um, about everything. You know, I went through all the contract details, what their ABN was, what they'd put in the newspaper ad, which I still had, Um, you know, who the people were, where they were working, what time they were being there. And I kind of felt like I was being interrogated by law enforcement, like it was really thorough. And when they were done, 
the news editor had some very particular advice. She was really sympathetic and she was like, I'm really sorry that, that this has happened to you. She goes, I, I would recommend just not turning up into the office anymore. She said, I don't want you to be wasting your time. And I also don't want to put you in that situation of, you know, knowing that things are messed up um, because we want to try and approach them as a news team. When the call ended, Elizabeth was left alone with her thoughts and a lot of questions. You know, there were about 10 people on staff. Like, why why draw up all these contracts? There was no money coming in, so there was no financial benefit to him. But that wasn't even the full story. About three days later, I got a call that kind of changed everything up again. You wouldn't expect there to be any more twists. Darren ran a scam company and ripped people off. But there was an unexpectedly huge detail that no one had discovered until now. And it was the same reporter and she phoned and she just said, look, um, we've done a bit of digging. Um, Darren, the boss of the company, is 16 years old. Clearly, no one was expecting this. But unfortunately, this had a lot of legal ramifications. And the reporter basically said, yeah, so we can't even have him on camera without his parents' consent. Um, You can't sue him in any way, shape or form because he's a minor and couldn't have signed those contracts in the first place. Again, Elizabeth was left feeling frustrated and defeated. It just felt so frustrating because I wanted someone to pay me somehow and and I wanted some kind of retribution somehow and I was just like why why the heck would a 16 year old do this you know like what ah I just had so many things going through my head that I'd wasted nearly a month of my life and and I just I just I was just confused by the whole thing like why so she took the one option she had left. I kind of, I, I just left it. I thought, okay, well, you know, chalk it up to a mistake made. I don't know what kind of sociopath would do that, but I contacted the friends that I was friends with to kind of let them know what was happening um, and what had happened to kind of say, hey, you know how you quit your other lucrative job to be in this atmosphere? Well, it's a fake job. For many of these friends, this was equally earth-shattering, and one of them was hit especially hard. And I felt so bad for the TV host because he actually had given up a TV show that he was already on for this new show. And I haven't seen him on TV again. But she still didn't warn Darren that he'd been uncovered, secretly hoping he would be caught out. And it turns out he just might have been. On the day of my graduation of my degree, and I'd walked on the stage and I was sitting on the stage in my full cap and gown um, and my phone started ringing just before the ceremony had started and everyone was still chattering. So I like cheekily picked it up and answered it. And it was the news reporter. <laughs> and she goes, hey, I'm just letting you know that we're just about to storm the office with cameras. Did you want to come? <laughs> and and I said, oh, what are you doing that? Like, I thought you couldn't put him on camera. And she's like, yeah, but he doesn't know that. So we're about to go in there with full news cameras and ask him questions. Do you want to come? And I was like, literally, I have nothing else in my life going, but you've called me in the middle of my graduation ceremony, so I can't. But other than that, the end result remains a mystery to Elizabeth. 
have never heard from any of those people again. The TV host guy was the one that I stayed friends with, but I never heard what happened to him. Like I, I tried to call back the news reporter to find out what happened when they stormed the offices and I could never get a hold of her again. So <laughs> um, I ended up getting an email from them going, yeah, we did it, but obviously we can't use the footage, but he looked suitably chastised. Elizabeth moved on and unfortunately had mixed luck with her future jobs. I kind of thought that I was done. I thought that would my first employment was a bit of a mess. It wasn't a real job. The guy was crazy. And I thought that would be like my workplace crazy done. But um, I did go on to work for a couple more unstable bosses um, who, fraudulent unstable bosses actually. But I'm very lucky now that I'm working for a major educational institution, which is a lot safer than a small publishing house or some kind of independent film-making place. But while she's in a safe job now, Elizabeth does think her early bad experience scared her off taking future risks. I've turned down a couple of jobs that have turned out to be really big, lucrative things, but I think I've been so burned by the whole startup culture that I just don't trusted anymore. This one is a truly wild story and we may never know what happened to Darren but you can hear more stories about Elizabeth on her podcasts Castology and Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I may even make an appearance on one of them in the future. If you appreciate this truly wild tale, feel free to show it with a review or a share or even just telling someone else about it. And if you've worked with a nightmare... Why not get in touch? Reach out to me at samblacker.com or on my socials Sam Blacker on Facebook or I Work With A Nightmare on Instagram. Even after we record, you get final say on whether or not the episode will be published because I want you to feel safe in sharing your story. I'll be back in two weeks' time with another episode. Until then, good luck at work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.